Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to what I can offer you as a master coach. I can help you to focus on your why with clarity, uniting your passion with your purpose with a plan to create the life you truly desire. Book a free 20 minute coaching call right now via calendly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson forward slash call and we can take it from there. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Alexis Kingsbury. Welcome. Thanks very much for having me. Great to be here. It is indeed. Well, at the time of recording, it is a very snowy, wintry day and we're all cosy inside. I've got my Christmas jumper on all ready for Christmas. Not that you can see my reindeer, but he is hiding down there oh, somewhere. There you go. <laughs> all good. <laughs> so what is it we're talking about today? We're talking about purpose. And my first question is, what is it that you're doing at the moment, Alexis? So right now, my time is focused on helping business leaders to free up their time, to reduce the stress, and as a result, create space to have a greater impact on them, on themselves, but also their families, their relationships, and hopefully the, the wider world. I think that for entrepreneurs, for business owners, we don't go into it thinking really for the money. Yes, there's an expectation that you get financial freedom and be your own boss and all those sorts of things. But I think most entrepreneurs genuinely want to make a difference in the world and that uh even if they earned you know if they if they suddenly won the lottery they'd still want to do what they're doing because it's all about having a greater impact on 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 the people and, and helping people and so on and so i think um that's what i love with what i'm doing is that there's so much that gets in the way of that for for business owners whether it's just day-to-day -day stuff or whether it's the stress and overwhelm, firefighting, all that kind of stuff in your business. And so we're all about how do you how do you remove that stress? How do you remove that overwhelm? How do you make managing and running the business easy? And how do you free up the uh, free up the time for leadership to do so? So most people who come on the show have formulated their business and their purpose around something that's personal to them. Is that the case for you? Yeah, it is. I think I, I think um, over the I think it's been two decades that I've been in business. Uh, I've uh, worked on lots of different projects and uh, got multiple businesses and still own two software businesses uh, right now. Uh, but the the purpose that I've just kind of talked about there really comes from a, a few places. So I guess deep history would go back to when I was a was I was a child and had two parents who were um, running their own businesses and I although incredibly inspiring and has clearly helped me to um, uh, kind of go into entrepreneurship myself and even you know most when my stepfather came along uh, also owned his own uh, owned a, a series of uh, pharmacies so I've I've been surrounded by people running their own businesses so clearly that's something I'm passionate about and uh, love that area of entrepreneurship and the passion around business and enjoying it 
on the flip side, I remember quite a bit of my childhood where I felt like um, the business, like work came first. And uh, that uh, whilst I understood that at an intellectual level, like that, uh, you know, it's going to pay the bills and do all these sorts of things. I think that um, it did create various challenges in my family. It probably contributed to my parents' divorce. Uh, and certainly there were times in my life where I kind of felt like that pull um, was uh, it was detrimental to to my life at that point and and particularly my relationship with my with my parents and so when I started my own businesses one of the things that I was super passionate about was I don't want to I don't want to have that experience for for my children I want to make sure that I create better balance uh, for for work life and and all those sorts of things and that that I'm able to build my businesses in such a way that I'm always able to be there and and do all the things that uh, that I want to with with my children, and that you know I can I can make it to all of the nativities and all these such things, but also I can just be available in the in the evenings and the weekends, and you know making cakes with them and all these such things. And so um, I think that heavily sort of drove some of my passion for that work life balance. That's not to say, although I started off with that and in fact with my business partner Paddy as well he's equally passionate about this and we we built our businesses with this in mind that's not to say we got it perfect from the beginning and there's been various points in our lives um where we've got it wrong and I, I think of one in particular about 12 years ago where I was sat in bed on my laptop uh, at 11 p.m on a, a Friday um my soulmate lying next to me and uh, I, I'd been working, you know, uh, working loads because my so my other software business had not been kind of growing as fast as I'd like, and so on. I think it's a common experience for entrepreneurs that's never as fast as you like. And um, uh, we're uh, we're dealing with some issues and, and so on. She asked, you know, how how much longer is this going to take? And I said, oh, just a few minutes more. I offered, <laughs> and then of course another issue pops up and it takes a bit longer and so on. And when I when I think back now, like. In that moment, I felt I was building our future for my, for me, for my soulmate, for our potential future kids. I was building our future. What I didn't know and found out later through a friend uh, was that she was planning to end our relationship. She was fed up with the the, the late working, the uh, you know the the evenings, the weekends, the sitting in bed working, and so on. Like. That was completely abhorrent to her, quite rightly. And as a result, that nearly was the end of my relationship with my soulmate. Now, fortunately, the friend told me and I was able to make some significant changes uh, in our lives. And I'm very glad to say that uh, as a result, we stayed together and recently celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary uh, and have got two wonderful children and moved into our dream home and, and so on. But I think back at... Uh, that moment as as something that I was I was oblivious to I, I I knew I was making a mistake but I was oblivious to the enormity of the impact that it was having and uh, oblivious to what I could do differently that that would change that and I think that's that's the challenge is you know based on my his in my past I was so passionate about avoiding this very situation and yet was creating it in my day-to-day -day life. And so and then there's been numerous other examples that I could draw upon, but those are some pretty major events in my life that 
have really contributed to that passion of helping others avoid that trap and uh, and make sure that they're able to spend time on what matters most. And it's so interesting that you were you were planning for the future. It wasn't that you weren't doing something for you both. It was you know you you were in the in the future as opposed to being in the present. And it's very hard sometimes to to explain that to someone else who doesn't get that vision or doesn't quite understand the compromises and the sacrifices you're making. But now that you know of what the impact is on other people, and you you certainly spoke about it right at the beginning, about how in, the relationships were affected as a child and, and growing up, what is it that you're building for your current family and for the future and for other people involved in your business? Yeah, so I, I, I kind of think of that two ways. So one is that I make sure that, um, as you, exactly as you said, like I was focused on the future rather than the present. And so my first uh, answer to the question, what am I building, is actually in real time building the present. Like what is our day-to-day experience together, you know, for me, some of my most important moments in my day are running with the children into school in the morning, like that, and and having breakfast with them and so on, and and being very involved in all of that. That is a very important time to me, and often, you know, one of the highlights. And then when I think back of what was some of the highlights of my previous day or whatever, I'm thinking back to those moments. Same as um, uh, uh, having lunch with my wife. We now both work from home like most of the time we have lunch together and and that's a, a really important thing for me i plan around that um and make sure that happens and equally making sure i'm ending my day typically 5 five thirty, not just letting it drag in to the uh, to the evening and instead making sure that i'm being very conscious in how i'm stopping and then taking we talk it bringing the calm because sometimes i can be frenetic after an exciting day at work um and so i, I make sure that I, the mental state i bring is into the family bringing the calm and uh and uh being present and lovely and supportive and helpful and and so on with my family every single day and of course i slip of course there are things that don't go uh as planned but when we talk about what am i building that on a daily basis is essentially building the future for a happy home life for for me but my wife and my children every single day um and so i think that's probably one of the most important things that i can do in terms of that that circle in terms of the impact that i have i think more broadly i think then when i then expand that circle and think about the wider world and what we're doing for entrepreneurs um and business owners you know it's it's going and speaking at events and being on fantastic podcasts like your own and uh, and helping people using our process documentation software and uh, running webinars and you know uh, doing our own um, episodes on our podcast uh, de-stress your business you know all about how do you remove stress on the business you know all of those things are designed to essentially build um, resources and guidance and tools that allow people allow business owners to kind of build businesses whilst you know getting time with what uh, the people on, and so on uh, that matter most and, and be able to build it. And so, I think I, I try and focus more on the present and what we're what we're kind of building day to day. Long term, of course, I have goals and visions for what I'd like uh, to create. I'd love to get to the point where 
um, our software uh, for documented processes, uh, Air Manual. I'd love to get to the point where business owners get that, yeah, I've got to document and delegate if I want to increase my impact and so on. I'd love it if they get that old ways of doing that don't work and that um, uh, and that they can use a much more lightweight approach that, that we provide. And I'd love it if we're the go-to solution and that Air Manual is the go-to solution for doing that. Um, and that's kind of our long-term vision. But often I find that, although that's inspiring to me and helps me think about, you know, the big questions and, and so on. Fundamentally, sometimes it almost feels too lofty day to day. And so sometimes it's just tapping into the, just helping people is, is kind of what helps me, um, uh, you know, feel that sense of purpose each day and, uh, and, and do the right activities. And you just brought in that phrase, feel the sense of purpose. When did you, understand the importance of purpose in your life and your work i think it's it's been an iterative approach to kind of understanding that impact of purpose it didn't th there are a few individual events where i've sensed it or, or got it on a deeper level um but it, it's not like one thing i like you know oh i watched uh, simon sinek find your you know uh, uh, start with why and uh, and so on and just suddenly went oh yeah now i get it like that is one example of a time when I went, oh, yeah, no, okay, I get this and da da But yeah, every, every time I revisit this area, including through your, your own awesome podcast, it helps me understand it at a deeper level and really tap into it. And I think it's such a powerful uh, exercise uh, or um, endeavor, really, is, is to better understand your own purpose and the why. Like, you know, some of the stories I've shared um, – uh, of of uh, of why I have my own purpose, you know, my the why behind my why. Um, some of those some of those are ones that I have uncovered, like over time. And in fact, you know, there are many others where I've kind of explored more deeply and gone, oh yeah, actually, I didn't realize the impact that that life event was having on me, and and why I believe that, and and why I um, put uh, importance on the things that I do, and and so on. Um, and then equally um day to day like i you know I was, I was talking to a business owner a few weeks uh, okay a couple of months ago who um by all accounts super successful had gone from 18 staff to 42 staff in 18 months you know the kind of growth that most business owners are like, oh my god how the hell how can how can i do that like how do i how do i get that level of growth but i could i could see it in his eyes so i asked the question i said and are you enjoying it and he said no and I find that heartbreaking because to all intents and purposes, he's building a successful business that, you know, that would be enviable. And yet he's not enjoying it because he's firefighting all the time. He's not spending time with his family. He's working evenings and weekends and can't see a way out. And I know other business owners who have either burned out or basically it, they wait until the business crashes or they've had to end the business and start again because they, they're, they're stuck in that situation. And so when I have those kinds of conversations, that really taps into to that deeper purpose for me. It, it reignites that passion for wanting to help people out of that pain. Because, you know, another example meeting a, um, a couple of business owners of a, of a web design agency, um, husband and wife running it together. And when I first met them, they hadn't taken a holiday in, in the five years that they'd been running the business. They hadn't been able to because they were required as part of 
day to day. Now, I don't know many people in relationships in the long term that are able to go that full tilt and stay together. And so for me, you know, tapping into my uh, family background, like for me, that's terrifying to me. Like the, the idea that it's, you know, it's not even, it's not like a, it's not about the love that they share or anything is just about their ability to take a break and relax and, and be, you know, just be with each other in a way that isn't work focused is so important. And yet they haven't, hadn't got it for five years up to that point. And yet what's crazy is when we work with business owners like that, we're able relatively quickly to get them to a point where they can free up enough time and remove the key person dependency and so on so that they can at least take a week or two or three out of the business. That's not that hard. And yet I see so many business owners in that exact uh, situation. You know, the, the other business owner I mentioned, you know, working seven days a week, like literally two, three calls with with us and we managed to get them to a point where uh he was saving 10 hours 15 hours a week so two two days a week basically getting his weekend back like it doesn't require that much to get to that point and yet um i think i think partly people don't know that that's possible i think partly that uh they assume they they overestimate the amount of work it'll take and underestimate the results they can get um but also i think they're just too stuck in it and i think that's one of the things that I find most harrowing, you know, and, and and again, tapping into that that purpose for me is having those conversations and knowing that they are not only feeling pain, but don't see the way out. And 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 that gives me that greater sense of purpose because regardless of whether I help them directly or not, shining a spotlight on the fact that it's possible um uh to get out is uh yeah uh hugely inspiring and important um and so uh so yeah i, I think that that helps me build on my understanding of why each time when you're helping people to free up the time do mm. they know what to do with that time or is it uh, again <laughs> that is such a great question i love that because I think if you'd asked me even six months ago, I'd have said, I, I think emotionally I'd have felt like, yes, like they get it. They get that they want to spend, you know, and if you ask them, like, where do you want to be spending your time? Generally, people are pretty quick to come up with the answers of, oh, you know, I want to spend more time with my family or I need I know I need to look after my health or um, I'd like to be spending more time on personal development or building my business, working on it rather than in it, all of those sorts of things. However, having spoken to even customers of ours, I know that one of the fears they have is that when we help them free up their time, that they won't know what to do with it. Like, like there's like, but then what? Like, yeah, okay, so I'm going to reduce my time on low value adding tasks, but I worry that then either it'll just get filled with more low value stuff or I won't know what to do. And um it's irrational, of course, because somehow we all find the ability to fill our time. Like if there's the one thing that you can be sure of, like particularly running a business, there'll be other stuff that, that fills the time. But you do have to be intentional with it. And I think that's one of the things that we've been doing more recently is not just saying, OK, where do, what do you need to let go of? Like, you know, what are the tasks that you're doing in your business that you know you shouldn't be doing? Or what's taking the most amount of time? What's causing you the most pain? Because um, our, our number one core value is focused on impact. So we're always asking those sorts of questions to understand what's going to be the impact that we have. But the thing that we've now added is 
and where do you want to be spending your time and and increasingly finding ways in which we can get them to commit to that so one particular customer um adam bonner at convertico i remember talking to him and he he voiced that like he's awesome because he's just so he's so open and and very dialed in and self-aware and so he just shared like in a, my fear is that I won't spend the time that I free up on the right things. And so we had that conversation over like, you know, so what, where, where do you want to spend the time for him? It was personal development. He says, I know I need to be spending more time in personal development for a better business. I need to be a better business owner. Therefore that that's what I want to spend the time. And so we talked about, okay, so how, how can you schedule that in advance? How can we make sure that that starts to displace the other work? Um, and rather fortunately that the, that week he happened to be on a retreat. So that it was easy for that week. Um, but for subsequent weeks, like how are you going to make sure that that, that time gets blocked out? And I think that then that got, that got easier intellectually because then it's kind of in your calendar and so on. And I think that that's a useful thing to do, whatever the way you would like to be spending your time. If it's, spending more time with the family, how are you going to do that? When are you going to do that? Because there's no use, like, let's say that we free up 10 hours a week and you say, yeah, I really want to spend more time with my family. But let's say that the time that we free up is during school hours. And as a result, it's like, well, my kids are at school and partners at work. <laughs> like, you know, how am I going to do that? And of course, what happens is you just fill it with something else and it doesn't happen. So it's about, it's about them being very intentional and using time blocking and so on to say, okay, I'm always going to finish work at X or, you know, that, that's my default and I don't, I no longer work weekends and so on. And what am I going to do with my family instead? Are we, you know, is there an activity we're going to do together or is it very free form and how's that work? And like, just, but being intentional with it to make sure that those high value activities, those activities that have the greatest impact that matter most displace the others because otherwise the the reverse will be true. And you've mentioned impact alongside the freeing up the time and the reducing the stress. What does impact actually mean for you, Alexis? Yeah, so I, I think for for me, you know, when I talk about the impact that we have, you know, I'm I'm thinking about business owners and their time with their family and all these sorts of things. But then I guess the next order impact is i know that other entrepreneurs have their own whys their own purposes their own things that are important to them um whether it's uh business owners who perhaps work with um uh, uh female uh, leaders and they want to support them in having uh, in having enriching careers and uh and uh, addressing inequality and so on i'm thinking one of our um, one of our clients uh, jacqueline elevate, Ta elevate talent does amazing things with helping corporates but also uh, female uh, career people in doing you know living their best selves and doing all those things and that's because jacqueline is incredibly passionate about why that's important and uh, the impact that it can have both uh, for the individual but also for corporates and of course set being role models for our daughters you know i have a, a, a six-year-old daughter like i th i think that's incredibly important i have to pick my purposes i can't i can't do it a thousand otherwise i would um but i love the fact that that's something that jacqueline is day to day is like improving the world through and so when we help her to reduce her time spent on sales and marketing i know that that 
the time gets replaced with her being able to deliver more and being able to help more organizations and more individuals to have a greater impact. Uh, as demonstrated by the fact that in the last year she grew her revenue not only more than she had ever grown it um, but more than anyone else in the mastermind group that uh, she's part of and so as a result got an award for it but like uh, that revenue great money is great but really money is just a um, a quantifiable measure of the value you create the impact that you have generally people will pay you when you create value and have an impact and so you know that's a great example of what she's done there is massively increase her ability to help more people and have a greater impact and all that sort of thing. So that's just one example. Like another thing that I'm really passionate about is uh, uh, environmental concerns. And so I uh, love the fact that we work with businesses who work on renewable energies and helping uh, organizations and homes and so on to be more energy efficient and all these sorts of things like Though each of those business owners has their own reasons for why that's something that they're super passionate about and so and, and that they want to have a greater impact. They want to not just help one or two companies to be slightly more uh, cost efficient or whatever energy efficient. It's like, no, no, no. They fo- fundamentally want to make uh, the world of work and organizations and warehouse and whatever it is like that particular area um, uh, have a more like... Um, uh, negative or at least neutral impact on the environment and what an incredible important thing to do and I love the fact that you know and so the thing that uh, fires me up is that it's like yeah we can we can support that like we like by helping entrepreneurs we can help unlock a thousand purposes out there uh, and the impact that, that that people have and you mentioned it just a moment ago that you you feel you have to pick a purpose and or pick your purpose and that by doing the work you're doing, you're almost by default not having to pick one. You are able to work with many. But if you do you feel you have to pick a purpose or do you feel the purpose picks you? Oh, what a really interesting question. So you're right that I'm cheating, aren't I? I'm cheating by like saying, oh, I've learned, there are so many things that I feel passionately about. And then I've found a way, which is so much, so very me to find a way to do everything. Right? I, I I appreciate at an intellectual level, like you're meant to niche, you're meant to specialize, you're meant to focus and other. Uh, and yeah, it's sort of great. It's against everything that is me. Like I like doing a bit of everything and so on. So um, yeah, you've caught me out there. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I think you're right about the purpose picks you. I think, um, I think it's Tony Robbins who talks about like how you are essentially fully formed in your um, uh, or maybe, maybe it's Simon Sinek and so on like but I've, I've definitely heard it from multiple people actually that a lot of those inbuilt um, whys the you know the thing that make the things that make you you are kind of there until by the time you're about sort of 15 16 right um, and so those life lessons those history those parts of your history those experiences I believe form like some of the the things that you're you're passionate about and so um i think that to some extent it then does pick you in the sense that it's difficult to shape that um and 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 there's various forms you know and i know some people who are um or and, and one in particular uh, i have in mind who is driven to create amazing things in their business largely when you tap into it to prove their family wrong and to prove their you know school teachers they thought they were an idiot and all this kind of stuff wrong now 
sadly, that's you know that's a, a sad source of a purpose, and and perhaps perhaps not a particularly healthy uh, sort of motivator. But I, I and but that why that purpose has kind of picked them right. Like it's it, uh, in their situation, they've created amazing things, and I know that they've only recently tapped into the why behind the why. Like why why is that? Why have they been doing those things? Um, I think that the most powerful why is your purpose and and you know um, that motivation come from when it's externally focused. I think that um, I think you're right. You know, I, I think that as you say, like, is it that your purpose picks you? I think it does. But at the same time, if you're motivated by something that is essentially selfishly driven, so for example, a selfish example for me would be like, oh well, um, I uh, want to make sure that I get to have more free time. And, you know, not, you know, better work-life balance so that I get more free time and can have fun. The problem with that is because it's not, because it's quite self-centered and focused, it means that even when I'm doing it, it, it'll, it may feel quite hollow. So if I'm then playing computer games or whatever it is during that free time that I've been, you know, pursuing, it won't have much meaning for me. I think it's, um, I saw in a, uh, an interview between Stephen Bartlett and uh, Simon Sinek, they're talking about Olympians and how um, one of the challenges for them is once they achieve that gold, you know, the Olympics or whatever, it feels pretty hollow because ultimately it was a, a selfish goal of, I want to be the best at this. And even though there might be some, oh yeah, I get to inspire people. That's a byproduct, really. That, that's not why they were doing it. There are other ways in which they could inspire people to achieve great things rather than through their own personal accomplishment. And so I think that when you're tapping into that purpose, it really needs to be more externally focused about what you're doing for other people, and then you find it more motivating. So I, I think it's true that your purpose finds you because of your history, but I think it's important that you then hone it um, particularly to make it more positively focused um, and particularly to make it more externally focused on, on other people rather than yourself. Otherwise, otherwise I think it, it fails to motivate for the long term and ultimately can lead to unha- unhappiness. So you've got young children and you spoke, spoke earlier about how those moments with them at the beginning and, and end of the day particularly are very special to you. What are you sharing with them about purpose? Oh, yeah, it's, it's it's one of the things I love most, actually, is those little moments where one of my children will ask a question or make an observation or something. And I almost have to contain my enthusiasm for like, oh, here's a teachable moment. Like, I remember one in particular while we're walking to school and uh, or, or skateboarding to school, actually, more accurately. And my my son said, Daddy, um, Sasha wants to be good at rollerblading, at roller skating, but she's not willing to practice, is she? Like, you know, she's and, and I thought, oh, what an amazing thing. And so we talked, we talked about how often people want the result but aren't willing to put in the the effort and the hours and so on to to get it. And it was so interesting, like being able to kind of explore that with him. So I think in terms of purpose, some of the things that I guess um we do is first 
firstly, we're always looking for what is it that they're passionate about or enjoying, you know, whether it's a cause or whatever, and really dial into that. And so for my daughter, she's super passionate about environmental concerns and, and so on. Uh, and so so is my son, but my daughter to the point that she's um, uh, got elected to the eco council. Again, she's six. Uh, she got elected to the eco council at school and petitioned and spoke at the parents association meeting um, to petition that they no longer sell that the, the um, plastic tat at events. You know the sorts of things, the sort of little plastic like foam light up swords that the kids just go and hit each other with anyway and then all end up in the dustbin because they break uh within about 20 minutes and all you know just landfill right and so uh i love the fact that she's super passionate about that and so we uh, support and nurture that wherever we can and uh for my son he's uh, particularly passionate about animals to the point that he'll get upset if we literally like kill a spider or a fly in the house. Like for him, it's no, that needs, that needs to be taken outside and, and so on. And so I, I love that that's something that he is personally passionate about and, and we nurture. One of the other things that we're increasingly doing, I think that they would have been a little bit, maybe I'm wrong, but I think they would have been a little bit too young to appreciate if we'd done it a little bit earlier, uh, but starting to look at um, human charitable causes and, um, not only the money you can contribute, but the time that you can contribute and what you can do. And so particularly looking at this Christmas and and uh, we're all sort of more planning for subsequent Christmases, like what can we do that means that the kids get an opportunity to help others and see um, see the impact that they can have for others and, and get addicted to that, like get addicted to the um, the value you can add to other people and the impact that you can have. And I think giving giving people an opportunity to do that, whether it's your children or whoever, I think is a great gift. Um, you know, it's because uh, once once you've started doing it, it's uh, that that incredible feeling of having done something for other people um, is is hard to give up. Um, and it's a good thing not to give up, you know, as long as you're not doing it to the detriment of others <laughs> i think it's a great thing to uh to do and so i think that's something that we'd we've not been great at uh, but it's something that we're putting more focus on um now and it's funny you mentioned getting addicted to the value that you add in in purpose because here i am with this podcast i started it back in April 2020, just thinking that it was something that people needed at the time during a, a lockdown. And it was an extension of my life purpose coaching work. I am totally addicted to this. It, hearing people's stories, hearing people share why they do what they do, why they are who they are, and how purpose has this incredible way of affecting so many people and the ripple effect that it then goes on to. So no, you're not cheating you've you've found a fantastic way to use your work and and also provide for you that incredible purpose so i think it's great that you're you found a way to have an impact with many people's different ways it's because i'm the same i'm that's what i'm doing here sharing the messages across the platform so for me to shine the light on purpose and people's purpose that's it and absolutely it doesn't matter because we are championing so many different causes in the work that we do so yeah I salute you I don't think it's a cheat at all 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and and you're uh, you're absolutely right. And particularly, um, it's so easy, so much easier to see it when you see it for someone else's. Like I, I look at you in that situation, like what you're doing and helping people to um, great, uh, more powerfully tap into their own purpose so that they can live it, not only for their own benefit, although that's that's awesome, um, but for others and then the greater impact they can have. So um, yeah, no, you're you're right. We're not we're not cheaters. We're just creating more ripples, which is a, is a really, really powerful thing to do. And also when it's funny because when I say to people that we're, we're going to record and you you came on the show and you can start to see people thinking more about the purpose in their work. And then I conversations I've had after we've had these recordings with, with people mm. on the podcast before has been, oh my goodness, you, you don't realize quite how much more purpose is now affecting my work and my life. It's been really insightful having this conversation because it has instigated the the thought process and the the doing from that mm. even more so yeah no i i i agree and all i already and and feel it myself right like every time i talk about it because because um to some extent uh i think a lot of people don't talk about the purpose as part of their work you know when when people meet each other at events you know what do you do and people often don't lead with purpose um even myself, I, you know, I'm, I tend to be pretty dialed into purpose and will be quite quick to talk about the impact that we have. However, I'll tend to start off with, I run, a, you know, someone says, what do you do? I run a couple of software businesses. And I think it's, um, I, I, it's a funny one because on the, on the flip side, we say, oh, well, you should really talk about the impact that you have. But sometimes it can feel a bit odd if you say, you know, oh, what do you do? And it's, oh, I, you know, I help, I help people to, free up their time to spend it on what matters most and the other person can kind of be left feeling and going like sorry how like <laughs> and, and particularly if you then end up going like oh I'm an accountant like oh well lead with that then so I can work out how you are and I think that's the tough thing I think that often often we don't have those conversations about impact and purpose instead we talk about more the um the tactical how things are done rather than the why um, and I think I think we even shy away from asking the questions because we know that there's a risk that you're touching a nerve. Like even, you know, I've, I've shared a few stories that are incredibly personal to me and my relationships and, and my history. And so there's a risk, of course, that for you, know, you have that conversation with some people and say, oh, you know, you're you're helping this particular, you know, in this particular area. Why is that? Like if you ask enough um, it's entirely possible that they weren't aware of a deeper why they tap into it. You could have someone literally bawling in front of you <laughs> just because you're kind of tapping into that conversation. And so I think, as you say, like the power of having that conversation and delving deep is, um, is significant. Um, it's funny actually, like, uh, it asked the question earlier about like, uh, how am I helping my kids with, my, with purpose? Um, my daughter, uh, a little while ago she hasn't re-picked it up since and i'm not putting the pressure on but um she asked she said like oh how do i start a business and of course i'm like right calm my enthusiasm i don't want to scare her off um but like i thought right okay now is the time how for uh i think uh yeah no she's she probably it was probably within the last 12 months so she was six you know how do i teach a six-year-old on how to how to start a business and i thought right First, it's tapping into the why. So I thought, right, we're going, to, you know, so first it's about defining your values, what matters. So because your business may change over time, um, but what does matter is like how you do it and what you believe in. 
And it was incredible. Like straight off the bat, she rattled off three values and and then just quickly reordered them. <laughs> just like it's this, 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 this. I was like, okay, great. And then that one is like, no, the third one first. <laughs> like, okay, wow. And then um uh and then uh, I said, okay, so now you've defined like how you do business and what matters to you in terms of the way you do it. Um uh who do you want to help and what do you want to help them to do? Because I know from my experience, and uh, particularly many failed attempts of, of growing businesses, that if you start with the product idea or the service idea, it's so much harder. It's way more effective if you start with a, a target customer group and what you want, the pain you want to help them solve, like the problem you want to solve. Because then you find the product, the solution, whatever it is, and then you've got a market. Whereas if you start with the product or service and then you're kind of finding your market and you can't quite articulate it in terms of values and so on. So um, I, I start off with, who do you want to help and what do you want to help them to do? Uh, and I can't share uh, what she said um, because it was so funny. She said, um, but you can't tell, you can't tell mummy and uh, and my brother. It's like, oh, okay. She said, no, 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 you can't. Like, you can't even tell them. Like, you can't tell them anything. I said, oh, so well, you've got me under NDA then. And she's like, what's NDA? And so I ended up explaining to a six-year-old what a non-disclosure agreement is. And she's like, yes, yes, love this, love this. <laughs> and so like, at another point, she's like, you can't tell mummy because of a- a- NPA, it's like NDA, NDA, you can't tell mummy, NDA. Um, but like how quickly she just tapped into, this is who I want to help and this is what I want to help them to do, was just amazing. And I think, so in terms of for others, that's what you can do. If you want to help other people and children, whoever it is, if you want to help them to live with greater purpose and build businesses and all these sorts of things, I think, you know, there's the charity side, there's the the supporting the greater cause, the greater good, what you want to do. But then if you're thinking more tactically and, and strategically about like a business, I think just starting with the, okay, who do you want to help? What do you want to help them to do? What's the, pro- what's the problem you want to help them to, to solve? I think it's so powerful um, as, a, as, an, as an approach. I think you should write it down and put it in an envelope somewhere because I almost guarantee that when she gets older, she will be doing that same thing. Because quite often, so many people forget about what matters most to them as they get distracted in life as they grow up. And then when they start to tap into things, and I see this a lot with the sort of midlifers I work with, they're coming back to things that mattered most to them when they were younger and have just been sitting there under the surface and being battered away for whatever reason. And you were talking earlier about the impact, you're talking about building the presence and bringing the calm. And, and then it was, it was really lovely, again, just saying calming the enthusiasm, but building the future, all these little phrases that you've got here. And then it's like, start with pain. I mean, I should have, I, I didn't, call the podcast start with pain but it's it's almost the same as focus on why you know it really is on on that and it wouldn't have the same impact if this podcast was called focus on how or focus on what you know it has to be focus on why it's the it's the why behind everything that you're doing Alexis I've loved this conversation it's been fantastic I really really enjoyed it thank you for sharing so many things and I really look forward to my reflections episode where I can pick on different threads and really dive deeper into into them on my, in my solo episode later so tell me how could people get in contact with you yeah I love that well and then, firstly thank you and uh, uh completely agree uh with with what you just said and the uh, the power of what you're doing and, and love what you're doing so that's that's awesome um in terms of uh contact uh, getting contact so um 
highly recommend recommend people check out our podcast, which is de-stress your business. Um, you can find it wherever, wherever you get your podcasts, or you can go to de-stressyourbusiness.com where you've got the kind of video versions of me and my business partner talking about talking deeply about uh, the more the how <laughs> around how do you do some of these things with some really tactical uh, guidance and links to the templates and checklists and all that kind of stuff because we're we're big into breaking things down and make it easy. Um, but uh, uh, other ways to reach out is find me on social media, Alexis Kingsbury. Uh, there aren't many of me, and those that there are uh, typically female. So see, seek out the male one that is a co-founder of Air Manual, uh, and you'll find me. Um, and then people can email me, alexis.kingsbury at airmanual.co. Uh, they can they can reach out with those questions um, and then we've got loads of resources like on some of the things that I've talked about you know we run uh, I run regular webinars we've got the podcast we've got ebooks of course that's resources that are available at airmanual.co um, where you can kind of get get all of those because uh, ultimately as I say we've talk, talked about my passion and what we can do and even for my purpose that I uh, read nearly every day and remind myself how I'm going to tap into is that you know I'm all about sort of providing the resources and and uh, the guidance and the tools and so on so that people can can free up their time and reduce the mistakes and reduce the stress and grow the business and so on uh, to have a greater impact and it's like yeah like the more that we can do to to do that the better so yeah please uh, encourage people to to reach out get in contact follow follow what I'm doing and uh, and hopefully help them get those results amazing well all those links will be in the show notes so everyone can come get hold of you really easily so thank you alexis thank you so much for sharing why you do what you do why you are who you are and your focus on why do you have some final words for the audience please i think my final words would be make sure that you're spending time on what matters most how has this conversation had an impact on you what value have you received from tuning in what are your reflections with actions Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.